and welcome to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. I'm your host, Annie, Air Force officer turned serial entrepreneur, author, CEO, fitness expert, and personal growth junkie. Honestly, though, guys, I'm just like you. I choose every single day to get uncomfy in pursuit of what others consider unlikely. And that's exactly how I built a life I am freaking obsessed with. And I want you to know that you're capable of the same. Here in this fam, yes, you're officially a part of the fam. We choose every day to quit our excuses, ditch the negativity, and embrace our best lives. Literally nothing is off the table when it comes to the conversations we're going to have together. We'll chat fitness, mental health, relationships, personal growth, business, and I'm certain we're going to laugh together. But please don't hold it against me if we cry together too. I know you'll leave this episode with the confidence and excitement to grow from your mistakes, pursue your passions, and ultimately own your life. Now let's get on with it. It's time to get uncomfy. What's up, fam? Welcome back to the Let's Get Uncomfy podcast. It's your girl, Annie, and we back. It is June, and I absolutely cannot believe that we are five full months. Five full months are over in 2021. Months we're never getting back. We can never go back to them, and we only have seven left, which is wild because I feel like 2021 just started. So anyway, hey, hi. I am jumping back into this podcast. And if you follow the Instagram, I said actually the other day, I was talking about how I took a little pause from creating episodes. We didn't have any episodes. And I want to apologize for that first and foremost. But I also want you guys to know that it's because I'm wanting to put out content that feels right for me, right? And so I'm really excited about the direction that this podcast is going to go. I hope you guys continue to follow along. I hope you guys continue to share it and love it just as much as I love, you know, showing up for you guys. And so anyway, I'm going to jump into today's episode, which I'm really excited about. Last week was my birthday. Fuck it up, it's your birthday, bitch. So I turned 26, which is, oh my God, I hate, I kind of hate that number. I feel like 25 is how old I should be forever, but it's fine. 26. So I wanted to give y'all 26 lessons for 26 years of anti-graft. And I just wanted to share them all with you guys. I kind of took a moment to sit down and, and really think about some of the biggest things that I've learned in the last 26 years and some of the things that really define who I am and where I'm at in life. And I wanted to share them with you guys. So let's start and let's just dive on in. Number one is something I talk about all the time, but it's so damn true. And that is everything happens for a reason. Every single thing happens for a reason. And I don't think I really understood this until the last year in my life. I used to give myself so much anxiety and stress over making the right decision. And, oh my God, is this right? Is this wrong? What's going to happen? You know, what is this going to mean for me later on? And really at the end of the day, everything happens for a reason. However things go down, whatever decision is made, that's exactly what is meant to happen. And it's going to lead to something absolutely beautiful, especially if you choose to believe that. Everything, every mistake, every bad day, every terrible tragedy even, every good day, every good decision, it all leads to something amazing. I was thinking the other day about how literally, I mean, this is so crazy how much, oh my God, it actually blows my mind how connected 
life is. But back when my dad was looking at colleges, he said no to the Air Force Academy because there weren't enough women. Okay. He ended up going to Northwestern, which was like his second choice. He met my mom, right? When they got married, they had me and my two siblings. And then when I was looking at colleges, my dad felt so much regret about not going to the Air Force Academy that he pushed it honestly so heavily on me to go to the Air Force Academy, which is where I ended up going. And I've talked about that journey that I've had there. And I hated it. Truthfully, I hated it. It was a hard four years, but I met somebody that was a significant part of my life, ended up being with that person for like four and five years. And that chapter of my life was beautiful and was purposeful and was meant to happen exactly how it's supposed to happen. Because if none of that happened, I would not be where I am today. You would not be listening to this podcast, I'm sure. And I don't know, it's just so crazy how truthfully everything's connected. So something you're regretting right now in 10 years might like pave the way for something beautiful. Okay. And so I just wanted to share that with you guys. If you choose to believe that everything is going to happen exactly how it should happen, like life becomes so stress-free. Okay. So that's number one. Number two is my energy matters. Okay. I talk about this all the time also on the podcast, but it's the energy I show up as is the energy that's going to be attracted to me. Okay. And I definitely see this in my past. I have, I've literally gone through moments in my life where I'm like, why did I attract that? Why did that happen? And it's because I have to look at what energy am I putting out? How am I showing up? What is my energy right now? Right. And if I'm not fueling my own energy, I'm a going to be pouring from an empty cup and B I'm going to be attracting that same low energy, that low vibe, that lack. Right. And so my energy matters. And what I, what I really want to like hit home on this point is, is putting yourself as a priority is so important because for me, I realize so it depends on the type of person you are, but understanding how you get your energy is important, right? So I want you guys to think about like, when are the times in life you feel most energized? For some people like me, it is when I'm around other people. Truthfully, I get my energy from other people. Definition of an extrovert, okay? But I also know like my sister is drained when she's around other people. She gets her energy from being around maybe one or two important people in her life or when she's by herself, right? When she's doing the things she loves. And then there's even other people who seriously literally need to be alone to recharge. You need to read a book. You need to do some art. You need to go on a walk. You need to work out by yourself, right? Whatever that is, but it has to be alone. So understanding how you get your energy and then prioritizing that, that's going to be how you show up with a higher energy. Okay. And, and that matters. So number one, prioritizing yourself, but then also remember like how you are right now. If you are constantly drained, you know, you need to figure that out because you're most likely probably attracting low energy into your life, low energy situations, low energy people, low energy, everything. Okay. So my energy matters. And that's number two. Number three, alone doesn't have to mean lonely. And this has taken me a long time to understand. And if I'm being really honest, some days I I don't know how easy that is for me to believe. Because like I said, I am the definition of an extrovert. So I do love being around people. I do love having people in my life. But I've realized in this season of my life that being alone and being okay with it and loving that and realizing that I'm enough for myself, I'm enough. And I don't need other people to fill the spaces and the gaps and the time and the and everything. 
alone doesn't have to mean lonely. I think we sometimes confuse the two. And I think when we sit there and think, you know, oh, like I'm alone, whether you're single right now, maybe you're going through a, a season where you're pivoting. <sighs> Sorry, I don't know if you guys just heard Charlie just coughed. If you're pivoting and losing friends or walking away from people in your life or switching careers and it feels really alone, it, that doesn't have to mean lonely, right? Lonely, I think, is like the negative side of that because lonely is the feeling, is like feeling down, is feeling depressed, is feeling like nobody's there for you, right? But the fact of being alone, like the state of that doesn't have to mean that you're feeling lonely, right? And that's... That, that has taken me a lot of internal work to be able to be alone without feeling lonely. But that's one of the best lessons I've learned in my 26 years, I would say. Okay, number four is that listening to my heart will always bring me to where I'm meant to be. I think for many years in my life, I didn't, and I've talked about this before too, I didn't let myself do the things that I knew deep down in my heart felt right to me and felt really aligned for me. Instead, I listened to what other people thought was right for me and I trusted other people. And, you know, I said no to my heart tugs because it was going to make other people uncomfortable or it was going to make other people judge me or whatever. At the end of the day, listening to my heart has gotten me to the best places in my life. Our body knows, like our internal, like our heart, our heart tugs, our instincts, our intuition, it knows. Okay. So, getting in the habit of just listening to my heart and truly just being like, you know what, maybe this might not make sense, but I'm going to do it anyway. In the end, it's going to make, it's going to make damn sense. Okay. <laughs> That's number four. Number five is I am more than a body. And it, again, this has taken me a long time to realize, but I'm finally at a place in my life where I, I love who I am. I like a truly love who I am. And it's because I have stopped associating who I am with the physical body that I'm in. Yes, I love my body. And that's actually one of the next lessons I've learned. But I love my body. I love that I fuel my body, that I work out, that I, you know, prioritize my health. But that's not all that I am, right? And I am intellectual. I am driven. I am, you know, beautiful in who I am, not just in how I look if that makes sense. And I think we put so much pressure on ourselves to look a certain way because we think that defines us. And, and yeah, and you know, it is kind of a bummer that I feel like in today's society, we're judged off of our bodies and our external looks right away. Like that's the first thing people see about us. Right. But once you understand that you're more than a body, you're going to start acting like you're more than a body, right? Because you are, you have a brain, you have a heart, you have an energy, you have a personality. Like there's so many more pieces of you than just what your body looks like. So yeah, that's number five. Okay. Number six chapters end and start. And that's okay. Yeah, I don't know. This one is something I wrote down because I feel like I always thought when something came into my life that it was meant to be there forever. And that was always going to be there. Like whether it's people or a job or a passion or something that inspires me, I used to think like, oh my God, if this is in my life, if this goal is here in my life, it's meant to be here forever. But what I've realized is I really do think that chapters will start 
and and they're inevitably going to end and being okay with that and learning to say like, hey, you know what? I'm going to close that chapter because it's done and it no longer is aligned with who I am and being okay with that and like understanding how beautiful that is that you're going to step into a new chapter and it's going to be an elevation of you, of the next version of you that like once you're finally okay with that, then you won't resist walking away from things because that's the end of a chapter, right? That's closing a chapter, walking away from things. I think it's really hard to walk away from things for that reason, because the word end and like the end, it's over, goodbye. Those are all things that like we've been conditioned to think are terrible things. But if we're okay with that, understanding that something else will come along, another goal, another passion, another career, another person, another, you know, whatever, another situation, another city, and it's going to be beautiful. And again, everything's going to happen exactly how it should. Then understanding and being okay with that ended chapter and being able to close it and continue walking down the path. Um, I think that's a really beautiful thing and really important to understand. Okay. Number seven is that my ideal life might not be the ideal life of someone else, but that doesn't mean I need to change. Again, this goes back to where I said that I used to change what I wanted in life because I thought I was supposed to be a certain way, do a certain thing, act a certain way, right? Take a certain path. And in the end of the day, it wasn't what my heart was telling me to do. So understanding that my ideal life is not the ideal life of my sister, of my mom, of my best friend, of the guy that I want to be with, right? Understanding that point is so important because you don't have to change your goals, your aspirations, your, you know, dreams, just because they're not the dreams of somebody else in your life. Again, I think we try to do this thing where we like fit in and we, we are the same as everyone around us, but everybody else is trying to do that same thing too. And it doesn't get you anywhere. And so once I've just accepted that, like, Hey, my ideal life might be being single forever, right? Traveling, being alone, like I mean, I'm not saying that that's true. I'm just saying that might be somebody's ideal life, right? I know I know people who don't really want to get married. They don't want to have kids. And that's awesome, right? I'm friends with people like that. I also know people who want to have big families and want to get married. And, you know, they want to pursue a career and whatever it is. So, like, understanding that everybody's goals are going to look different, I think, helps me be less judgmental of myself and also less judgmental of other people, which is very important. Number eight is relationships are so important. Connection, I guess I mean on this one. Connection. And again, relationships start and end, always. Like, truthfully, as depressing as that might sound, chapters are going to end, like just like I said before. But valuing the people in your life and valuing connection and valuing, you know, being vulnerable. I think like being vulnerable and forming relationships is something that is scary, like because we don't like to open up to people. We don't like to, you know, dig deep with people. We keep things surface level. But to me, a relationship is something that is deep. It's something where you do get vulnerable with that person. It is something where you make sacrifices for that person. And relationships are so important because I truly don't believe that life is meant to be lived by yourself forever and ever. There might be seasons of being alone, which I you know, talked about earlier. But 
this life, the joy, happiness, it's meant to be shared. And connection is the one thing that I think every single person in this world craves. We do. We all crave connection in some way, shape, or form. And so really valuing and putting importance on the relationships that are currently in my life, whether it's just the relationship with my mom, whether it's a relationship with a new group of friends, whether it's a relationship with a new man or significant other, like valuing that and understanding how important those are. That's something I've realized because I think over the years I have in the past, kind of like taking relationships for granted, taking people for granted. I've, you know, thought, hey, well, my family's always going to love me. So it doesn't really matter if I answer their calls or talk to them or ask them how they are or, or care, right? Or go out of my way to make their day. But the older I get, the more I realize that relationships do start and end. And so the ones that are real are the ones that I need to, you know, place importance on and, and make them understand how important they are in my life. Number nine is learning to cope slash deal with trauma and or like past experiences is hard and it doesn't happen overnight. I've learned this in therapy. (laughs) The other day, something came up from like legitimately like, I don't even know, 15 years ago. And I'm really starting to, to work through it, but it doesn't happen overnight like dealing and coping and finding, you know, finding healing in trauma and hurt and pain and hardship. It's hard, but working through it is important and ignoring it is not the way. And then also expecting that you're just going to get over it overnight is also not the way, right? I think this goes hand in hand with something I've talked about before, which is like feeling the feelings is so important. Letting yourself Feel the sadness, feel the loss, feel the grief, feel the embarrassment and the betrayal and the hurt and the frustration. That is all important because if you don't feel it now and work through it now, you're going to be working through it in 11 years, right? Or whatever. It's not going to happen overnight, but learning how to cope and deal with it is very important. Okay, so number 10 is I am beautiful. And this is one of the most important lessons that I've learned in my 26 years because it is something, it has taken me time to learn. (laughs) It has taken me time to like really, really truly believe deep down. I think a lot of people have trouble believing that they are beautiful. And so friend, if you're listening to this and you're struggling with that, you are beautiful. You're beautiful because you're more than a body. Your body is fucking beautiful as well, but you're more than a body. You as a human being, you are beautiful. I've struggled a lot with body image. I've struggled a lot with mental health, self-worth. I've struggled through that all. And so this lesson, the just deciding and knowing that I am beautiful has taken me some time. Again, it's been a part of this whole self-discovery journey, but I really am finally at a point where I'm like, you know what? Like I love me and I'm beautiful. And so that's why that was one of my lessons. Okay, number 11 is that I can choose my thoughts slash feelings. And this this is something I feel like more people need to know. We choose the thoughts we allow in. We choose how we react. We choose, you know, and maybe let me reword this one to more so I choose my thoughts and reactions and not so much feelings because I think feelings happen 
just as a quick response after something happens, right? But then after that quick response, you can choose, all right, what am I choosing to think? What am I allowing to enter my brain right now? And then you can choose how you act afterward, right? And so this is something I think that is important and something I wanted to put in here because I think a lot of people think, you know, like, oh, well, that's just how I am, you know, that they can't change anything about themselves. They can't change. They can't pivot. They can't improve. They just say that, that that's just how I am. And I would say false. I would say that is so false. And what I believe to my core is that I can choose my thoughts. I can choose my reactions. I can choose how I show up. And it's a choice every single day. And whether or not you realize it, you're making the decision to be exactly where you are and who you are. You choose it, my friend. And that's a beautiful thing, but it can be a scary thing too, because you can choose, you know, to lay on the couch all day. You can choose to snooze your alarm. You can choose to ignore your goals and to say no to jumping off the cliff when really you should have said yes to an opportunity. You choose. You also choose to think negative thoughts about yourself. You choose you know, to belittle yourself. You choose to tell yourself that you're not worthy. You choose that. You can choose the opposite. You can choose to know that you're beautiful. You can choose to tell yourself every single freaking day when you look into the mirror, that you are capable, you are worthy. You can choose to rewire your thoughts. And that is something I love. If you guys haven't read the book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, you should. It's by Dr. Dispenza. He's just brilliant. And that book just changed the way I viewed like my mind. I would highly recommend that book. That was just a random thought that I had. Okay. Number 12 is never settle. Ooh. Okay. Never settle. Not in relationships, not in jobs, not in life conditions, never, not in friendships, nothing. Never settle. Again, it's your choice to accept your life. It's your choice to accept or not accept what comes toward you. Um, and so I think this is something I've struggled with. I mean, you guys know I made the decision nearly a year ago to not settle. If I'm being really honest, I've had a lot of uh, really vulnerable conversations with women who tell me that they feel like they're settling in their relationships. And that just makes my heart so sad because I've been there and I know that feeling of being so scared and not knowing if there's something else better out there. If, you know, you're just kind of screwed up for thinking that you deserve more, you know, or that, no, 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 I just have to stay with this person because this is just what it is. We've been together for five years, right? No, because friend, if you want more, there is more out there in this world to be had by you, but it's your decision. And not settling is something that I've definitely had to learn through the act of never settling. Um, By choosing myself, by choosing to pursue more, I've proven to myself time and time again that I don't have to settle. And I think that first time that you make that leap and you kind of tell yourself, you know what, okay, I'm not going to settle here. I'm going to take this leap and I'm going to say no to this person and walk away from this job. I'm going to say no to that, you know, offer. And you decide not to settle whether it's in one week, one year, five years, I don't know when, but you're going to realize that it's because there's something else better for you out there. Something that's meant for you, right? So you don't have to feel 
like you just have to accept what's around you. You know, you don't have to feel like you just have to accept the town that you're living in because you grew up there and all your friends are there and your family's there, even though you don't really feel like you fit there and you feel like there's something more out there calling and tugging at your heart. Okay. You can choose to not settle. Um, and that's been a beautiful lesson for me. So that is 12. Number 13 is that I am the main character of my story. Wapow! I don't even know what, that's, what sound that was, but I also did a little snap for you guys with it. Uh, I wish you guys could see me. Oh my God. I am the freaking main character of my damn story. Okay. And I think that's something that we need to embrace more often. All right. We need to say yes to us. We need to act like the main character. What does that mean? That means that, yeah, sometimes you're going to act maybe a little bit selfishly. You know what? You're the main character. Everybody else is in a supporting role. And I, I don't know, maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't. Of course, these are my lessons, things that I have known to be true and I feel that are true within my life and that have helped me live a better life. But like deciding that I'm the main character in my story and realizing like, guys, we all, this is like a crazy, like very deep thought potentially that I'm going to share with you guys right now is like every single person in this world has their own, like literally their own story, their own supporting characters, their own timeline, their own whatever, everything, storyline, whatever it is. I'm trying to think of like the parts of a story, you know, that like, I don't know if any of you guys, like in elementary school, there's like that graph that shows like what a story is. Okay. Anyway. Okay. You're the main character and every single person is the main character in their own story. So start acting like it. Okay. What, what does this mean? And how is this applicable in your life? It's that you don't have to just choose to go along with what other people want. Don't show up in your own life as a supporting role. You are the freaking main character, bitch, okay? (laughs) And I just think that gives so much power and so much positive energy and excitement and the idea that like, you know, you're it, you know? And I think that comes with confidence too. So start acting like it because it's true. You're the main character of your own story. Okay, number 14 is that people are not thinking about me. So... I will not change my dreams because of someone else's opinion. Okay, this is the thing is I used to do this all the time where I'd say, you know, oh no, I'm not gonna, this is gonna sound like a really stupid example, but like I'm not going to wear this outfit because I think that so-and-so is gonna think it's ugly or so-and-so is gonna think it's too risque or so-and-so is gonna think, you know, it's not my style. Honestly, at the end of the day, that person's probably not thinking too much of you. So if it makes your heart happy, just do it, right? (laughs) I think that we all hold ourselves back in some way, shape, or form because we are scared that someone's going to judge us or have an opinion about us. In reality, let's, okay, let's be honest, guys. When you go and judge somebody, because we all do it, okay, as much as I hate judging and I, I truly... I feel like I don't in my life. I don't judge people. But if I were to be like a mean person, I'm looking at somebody judging them by their outfit or whatever. I'm looking at them. I look at their outfit. I'm like, eh, that's an ugly outfit. They have terrible style, whatever, whatever. Okay. I'll think those thoughts for 10 seconds. Then I'll look away. 
And then I'm back to being the main character of my story. Then I'm like worried about, oh my God, what does he think of me? What does she think of me? Oh my God, I'm going to go do this. Oh, what's happening with this? Oh my God, this happened last night. Oh my God, I'm so excited for this next thing. Okay. You are literally a blip in the screen in somebody else's day. So if you're holding your future back, your goals, your dreams back because of the opinions of other people, just realize that they really just, they don't care that much. (laughs) Okay. They do not care that much. Even family, close friends, spouse, like we all have our own dreams and aspirations and they are most likely thinking about those. And then also, honestly, they're probably worried about your opinion of them. And in reality, you're not really judging them, but you're sitting there worried about their opinion of you. So what if we all just realized that no one's really thinking about other people in that way that much and just do what we got to do, right? I don't know. That's how I live my life at least. And since doing that, I have felt so free, so authentic, so in line with my true self. It is like, it's awakening. It's amazing. And so I wanted to share that. Number 15, and I'll I'll try to speed this up here. Number 15 is pay attention to people's patterns, not their potential. And this is something that I've heard. It's like a quote or something I saw on Instagram or something. But people will show you how they feel by how they act. So if somebody's acting in a certain way and you're making excuses for them, you're like, no, 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 no. They were just having a bad day. No, 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 no. Oh my God. They were just really frustrated. No, 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 no. I swear they're like, they're not that rude or they're not that way. People will show you exactly how they feel about you by what they do repetitively, right? So if someone's doing something and it becomes a pattern, recognize that's exactly how they feel, right? A friend that constantly ditches you, that's exactly how they feel. You're not, you're not a priority for them. Okay. So Pay attention to people's patterns and not their potential. We like to glorify things. We like to, you know, glorify people and relationships. You know, I'm in the dating world right now. And sometimes you get hooked on the idea of somebody, but you don't, you don't look at their actions, like what they're actually doing. Like words are awesome, but what are they actually doing? Are they talking the talk? Are they freaking walking the walk and pay attention to how they're walking and what they're doing and how they constantly show up, right? Because that's going to show you more about somebody than the idea of what you think they could be. Or, oh my God, no, I know deep down he's a great guy. Okay, you know, is he acting like that day after day? If not, girl, got to walk away, right? Okay, number 16 is having feelings is a strength. Ooh, okay. I am a deep person. I feel things. I think things. I have lots of thoughts. Obviously, I don't think I would have a podcast if I didn't have lots of thoughts, but I have lots of thoughts, lots of feelings. And I used to be so embarrassed about that. I used to like kind of wish that I could just be like chill and not care and like not feel things and like not care about people's, you know, emotions and, you know, that I could just like, just not care. And, and the thing is, I think having feelings and caring and having emotions, feeling things deeply, that's a strength, okay? That means you're thinking of things, right? That means you're feeling things. That means like that means you are a deep person. And I think I used to be so embarrassed about that because I was surrounded by not very many deep people. But the more and more I step into my authentic self and I realize that hey, having feelings, having emotions, having deep thoughts, like that's a strength. I don't have to hide it the more I've been able to step into it. And that has attracted people into my life 
who are more like that, who are more like me, right? So the reason I say this, and maybe you're not a super emotional or deep thinker, you know, or you don't consider yourself having a ton of feelings, right? Okay, well, take this and apply it to whatever you think, you know, is you that you've been embarrassed about, a quality that you maybe have been embarrassed about, you haven't been fully leaning into. And once you realize that who you are is a strength and not a weakness, you'll be able to show up like that and therefore attract more people like that. All right, so number 17, I don't know if it's going to you know, get me some hate or make it look like I'm super pessimistic. I'm not, I swear. So I'm going to explain it. I'm going to back it up. So hear me out. Okay, number 17 is that true love is a blessing and not a guarantee, which I know makes it sound like I'm saying that not everyone's going to experience true love in a lifetime, which is true. Like that's facts, right? So the reason why I put this on here is because I think prior to this year, I was going through life expecting that true love was just going to be around the corner, like just expecting that it was guaranteed that that's just what everybody had, that that's just the way life is, is you find your person and you're just, that's it. Well, set me up for failure a little bit because when I didn't feel that, when I didn't feel that like deep love that I, I thought existed. It made me feel like there was something wrong with me or, you know, gave me a lot of doubt and insecurity and, you know, made me feel a certain way. (laughs) So now that I look at true love as a blessing and not a guarantee, I know that one day when I find that true love, I am going to be so appreciative of it. I am going to cherish it. I am going to respect it, love it. Like I'm going to value that true love so much more knowing that I was lucky enough to have that in my life, that I am lucky enough to have that in my life, right? And I'm meaning true love. And of course, like you can love your friends and that's true love. Your family, that's true love. There's actually four types of love, which this maybe is an episode for another podcast. But anyway, what I'm talking about is like that soulmate true love, that like that person, that you're one person, romantic other half, right? That type of true love is kind of what I'm talking about here, referring to at least. And if I don't walk around every single day expecting for it to just fall in my lap, when I do happen to, you know, grow that true love in my life with somebody, I just know that it's going to be the best thing ever. So anyway, that's how I choose to look at it. I don't know about y'all, but (laughs) Okay. Number 18 is my mental health needs to be exercised the same way as my physical health. And this is just an awesome lesson. I think, I think that, you know, we put a lot of emphasis on physical health. There's so much in the health and fitness world, but we don't put enough, you know, importance on mental health and knowing how to exercise that and prioritize your mental health and do things that are stacking the deck for a healthy mentality, right? Um, And so things like therapy, things like journaling, things like um, there's so many different things, meditation, positive affirmations, so many things that you can do to improve your mental health that should be daily habits, just like we say, going on a walk, going for a run, hitting the gym, going to a Pilates class, whatever it is, going to your F45 class, right? So like, I don't know. I just think I've realized in my 26 years that mental health um, is something that I need to practice daily. Um, And that is that. Number 19, 
the hardest moments will make sense one day. And this is something that I've learned just through experience because I'm saying what I've been through in the last year, in the first three months, I'm telling you guys, I like I legitimately couldn't get out of bed. Like when you go through hard moments and you go through trauma, loss, grief, like some really hard things, heartbreak, it's hard. And in the moment, it doesn't seem like any of it's going to make sense. And I actually remember praying and just like wishing that I could jump forward and just be at the place in my life that I was going to be okay because I felt like I was never going to be okay. And I now looking back, I, and the thing is, is like, I knew that I would be okay one day, but I just, I couldn't feel it. I didn't understand how I didn't know what it would look like, but now being able to look back and understanding how everything makes sense, it makes me grateful for those hard moments. It makes me realize that everything does happen for a reason, right? Number one, everything happens for a reason. And so that's all this is, is just the hardest moments. And I don't know if you guys are in a hard moment right now, and maybe you are, maybe I'm talking to somebody that really needs to hear this, but it will make sense one day. I feel like somebody needed to hear that. I don't, I don't know who, if it's you shoot me a message on the Instagram, but I promise you it'll make sense one day and you'll be okay one day and you'll be able to look back and, you know, look back with a fondness almost of like, you know what? I went through that. Like I got through that. I saw this quote one time and it's like, you know, look at how strong you are. You got through every single day that you thought you never would. So you're going to come out on the other end of this. It's going to make sense one day. Okay, that's all I have to say on that. Number 20, success doesn't come to people. It's created by people. And this, the whole point of this is just the idea of hard work, dedication, like being consistent, showing up for yourself. Success doesn't isn't just thrust upon you. People create success by their actions. Which leads me to 21, which is I'll never regret working hard. In the moment, working hard, whether that's a hard workout, whether that's a grind season in your career, whether that's taking on a side hustle, whether that's a new mama with a baby, right? Like working hard is something I'll never regret. And so that just gives me a lot of reassurance that when I am working hard and it sucks and it's like the grind mode, that it's okay that it's not great. I know that I'm not going to regret it. What I would regret though is being lazy and knowing that I could have done more. And so anyway, those, those two kind of go hand in hand. Number 22 is judgment is the biggest waste of time and energy, which is why earlier in this podcast, I said, I, I seriously don't judge people. When I see somebody doing something on the side of the street, or I mean, honestly, like when people have treated me terribly, I just have to sit back and think and say, like, you know what? They're going through something in their life. I don't know what it is. I don't have to know what it is, but I'm not going to judge somebody because I've been there. I've treated people like shit, but I'm not perfect. And I know that a lot of those times I was going through something. I was feeling something, you know, and that doesn't give me the right to be that way towards somebody else. But it all comes back just because when I think about it, it's just like, why judge people? You never know what somebody's going through. You really don't. I have actually a podcast episode. If this topic is something you resonate with, podcast episode, I don't know what number it is. It is change your perspective or flip your perspective, something like that. And it talks all about kind of judgment and 
flipping your perspective to be more understanding and caring about other people. And I really like that episode. So anyway, if you're somebody that judges people or, you know, gossips or whatever, just understand that's such a waste of time and energy. You can put that time and energy into so many other productive, positive things. I don't know about you guys, but I do not want to waste a single second doing something that is not bettering me, right? And judgment, just what does it do for you? Nothing. It makes you actually worse of a person, gives you negative energy. Then you're attracting negative energy. And it's just a terrible thing. So anyway, judgment, don't do it. You don't know what somebody else is going through. Number 23 is that my story is somebody else's roadmap. So never stop sharing and connecting. And I love this one because this is something I truly live my life by. And sometimes it's hard to share your story. Sometimes it's hard to get vulnerable. And, you know, I'm not telling you guys to go share it on social media and just scream it to the rooftops because sometimes it's not like that. Sometimes it's in that one-on-one conversation with a friend, somebody that you didn't, you don't know if they're going through something, but you just feel like you have to bring something up and you bring it up, something you've been through. You never know how that might impact that person. Um, again, that just kind of goes with like going with your heart tugs. If you feel a heart tug, you know, go with it. But understanding that my story is somebody else's roadmap is something that's gotten me through some really, really hard times, knowing that, you know, one day I'm going to be able to connect with somebody about this. I'm going to be able to walk somebody else through this. I'm going to be able to give somebody inspiration and motivation that they too can get through it. So that also gives me some some light and some positive energy when I am going through some hard times, just to know that, hey, one day, you know, it isn't all about me. One day there's going to be purpose to this. And it might, it might just be that it inspires somebody else, right? So I think that's beautiful. Number 24, we're getting, we're getting to the end here. Motivation will get you nowhere. Honestly, this goes with the hard work one. If you wait for motivation, you're going to be waiting forever. <laughs> like maybe you might have a few good days within a month. But you're not going to make any improvements. You're not going to make progress. I hear this all the time. People saying, I wish I had the motivation that you had. Girl, I don't have any. <laughs> I don't. Like, same as you. I want to lay on the couch. I want to snooze my alarm. I don't want to get up. I don't want to make calls. I don't want to have conversations. But I do anyway. Because those small in-the-moment desires do not outweigh my long-term goals. Say that again. My small in the moment desires do not outweigh my long-term goals. So think about that in the moment where you're like, Oh, I just don't have motivation to go to the gym. Okay. Does that one like few seconds of lack of energy outweigh the fact that for months you've been saying you want to lose weight, you want to feel better. You want to have more energy. No, probably not. So get your ass to it. Five, four, three, two, one, go get your body in motion and stop waiting for the motivation because it, it doesn't exist and it's not going to get you anywhere. <laughs> okay, sorry, that was harsh. Number 25 is live in the now. I've done a podcast episode about this, about not living in the past, not anticipating the future, but truly enjoying the moment. This is something I've always struggled with, but this is a huge lesson for me is when I just am content in the moment, my life is better. It's more fulfilled. It's it's happier. It's fuller, right? So that's just a little quick and easy lesson. The last but not least is that getting uncomfy will be worth it every time. And that's number 26. Getting uncomfy will be worth it every time. I believe it. I was just having a conversation with a friend literally today, and we're talking about this opportunity that fell in her lap. And she's calling me saying, hey, is, is this... Is this my time to jump? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, tell me. And what I said is, 
you know what? It's either going to be the biggest blessing or it'll be the best lesson, right? It's going to be uncomfortable either way because it's new. It's a crazy opportunity. It's scary for sure. But getting uncomfortable in something is always going to be worth it because think about it. Just like I said, it's either going to be the biggest blessing or it's going to be the best lesson. And to me, there's no downside. So get uncomfortable. Go make that connection. Go talk to that person. Pursue that thing. Take a leap after that goal. Just do it. Follow the heart tug. I'm just saying, getting uncomfy is gonna be worth it. So that's it, guys. That's 26. And I hope one of these resonated with you. If you would love to make my day, screenshot this episode and write which number resonated with you the most. And then tag me in an Instagram story. I want to see it. I want to see which ones y'all resonated with. And I can't wait to hear from you guys. So grateful for you guys. This is going to be an amazing month. We have 11 episodes coming at you. So stay tuned, stay subscribed, and we'll see you later. That is all for today, guys. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. Hey, I'd be so grateful if you took one second to send this podcast to one person you know would love it. And also don't forget, leave a five-star review because honestly, go big or freaking go home, Becky, okay? (laughs) Don't forget to subscribe if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or a follow if you're listening through Spotify. Also, go ahead and check this out at letsgetuncomfy.podcast and myself at Annie underscore fitlifefitme on Instagram. Tag us in your stories. Let me know how you're getting uncomfy and what you loved about today's episodes. Now, go do it. Go get uncomfy. Pursue what others consider unlikely. I double dog area.